0: Welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Kanye West released his latest album, Jesus is King, on Friday, and the Ringer is breaking down every angle on Ringer Dish, including where this album ranks in the Kanye canon. And on our website, we have a site-wide exit survey with our instant reactions to the album and Micah Peters and Rob Harvilla giving their analysis as well. You can find the Ringer Dish podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and our written Kanye content on theringer.com. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. We're holding a special book club today. An unannounced book club. I'm pretty excited. We'll be discussing Touch by the Sun, My
1: Friendship with Jackie by Carly Simon. (laughs) Which is a book that Carly Simon wrote about her friendship with Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, sort of. We didn't do the thing that some podcasts do where they announce the book title, give people time to read it and then discuss it. This was kind of an impromptu book club. Having read the book, I feel okay with that decision. I do
0: as well. And I also think that if anything, you might want to read it more after this conversation, (laughs) not less. It's also, it's just a shocking read. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, We're also going to talk about uh, the profile of the Tegan Legend family on the cover of Vanity Fair. Uh, it's Halloween season for celebrities. We'll briefly touch on that. But if you listen to The Hottest Take, our podcast on Spotify, you know that Amanda and I don't care about Halloween. Yeah, um, we're hitting a one award. One award. <laughs> and it's uh, celebrities at the New York Knicks season. I'm loving it. NBA season is back, and that means the celebs have flocked to courtside. So we'll discuss all that. But first, Touch by the Sun, a memoir by Carly Simon. So this book came out last week. And you may have seen some Jackie Kennedy headlines in page six in the Daily Mail because they clearly sent out some review copies that were probably under embargo until closer to release. And a few stories made it into the headlines. The ones that were like most notable is that Carly Simon divulged that John F. Kennedy, the former and slain president, was not present for the birth of some of his children that headline was on page 6. Okay. Um there was a, so a lot of the more like Kennedy focused stuff made it into the media beforehand. However, I was far more taken with Carly Simon herself and her writing style and just sort of the intricacies of celebrity life that she describes, which according to this book is like ground zero is um Martha's Vineyard. Yes. Which is fascinating.
1: Yes. So Carly Simon has written a, a different memoir, like about her life, which is called *Boys in the Trees*. And this memoir, *Touched by the Sun*, purports to be about her friendship with Jackie Kennedy, because that's how you sell books and get headlines. But it's really a memoir about being around famous people. Yeah, it is, her- which I enjoyed. It was kind, absolutely. It was kind of like reading a long Daily Mail article. Yes, I will say that I think the prose is slightly higher than. The a Daily, Daily Mail. Mail situation, So it does uh, take detours and, you know, Carly Simon's a songwriter and she is working out some of those songs in real time in this prose. It's a lot in terms of just the actual, there's a lot of metaphors, a lot of sudden descriptions of nature, a lot of random detours.
0: I, I It has the same ratio of celebrity name to other words as the Daily <laughs> Mail. So that's probably what I was responding to. Yeah,
1: that's fair. I think you're right. It's mostly centered in Martha's Vineyard because I believe that's where... They
0: spent time together. Yes,
1: that's where they met. Carly Simon has a house there. Uh, Jackie Kennedy famously had a house there that's now Now in the the market. market. (laughs) We've covered it at great length. It's a a beautiful house. But it it goes to New York a bit. I think they were friends there as well. And kind of encompasses their New York and Martha's Vineyard celebrity with some smattering of D.C., celebrity world from—it's the 80s and early 90s. Yes. Right? Which is, like, a pretty cool
0: time. Like, I actually, like—this book is absolutely outrageous, and we'll explain why. But I I did enjoy this, like, being transported into this extremely vapid and— Transparent celebrity world of the 80s. Like I, yes. I I longed to read the New York Post from 1986 based on reading this book.
1: Absolutely. I would also, if anyone else referenced in any of these stories, would like to write a book about their experiences on Martha's Vineyard and in New York it. from the 80s to the early 90s, and perhaps give us a slightly more focused <laughs> and like narrative-based account of what was happening, I would love to read it. So, I didn't know a lot about
0: Carly Simon, and now I know so much more than I ever wanted. <laughs> probably much more than she wanted us to know. Yes. So, the basis of their friendship is that uh, they met at Martha's Vineyard, where JFK Jr., a.k.a. John John, um, mm-hmm. in, although apparently no one actually called him John John, just, uh, that's kind like a media thing, and I know this from the Real Housewives of New York. Okay. But anyway... Carly Simon was introduced by JFK Jr. to Jackie at a club in Martha's Vineyard. That like I guess, you do. like everyone, just goes to the quote unquote club on the vineyard, and from there they became friends. And Jackie Kennedy was an editor at Doubleday in mm-hmm. the eighties, and as a result, worked with Carly Simon um, on Carly Simon's children's books. Yes. So my first thought was of the Meg Ryan character in You've Got Mail. Because I never realized that there was, like, a trope of your second act being a children's book editor. (laughs) And now I understand that's, like, a trope with connections to Jackie Kennedy. Yeah,
1: I guess so. I don't know if Jackie Kennedy focused solely on children's books. Right. I think she just was,
0: like, an editor in general. When, like, being a book editor meant, like, what are your connections and who can you get a book out of? Exactly.
1: It was sort of a status thing. But, yes, she did that, I think, from the 80s— pretty uh, almost to her death. Yes. And Carly Simon goes, uh, touches upon, but
0: not that deeply, how Jackie Kennedy's office was like just filled with books and her warmth. And she was like, as many people have remarked. And so <laughs> as, a, as a result of many people remarking upon it, she didn't get too into it, which I right. kind of appreciated. She saved her pages for truly batshit
1: sure. stuff. We should also just say on the subject of books, you are aware that Carly Simon is Carly Simon of Simon & Schuster. So some of it is just kind of like the blasé, I've been around books my entire life, so this was, you know, a normal office. She doesn't actually think that that part is interesting, even though it would be interesting to you and me. Right. What she thinks is interesting is her own experience of the world, which I I suppose it is. You know, this book is a little bit, this book is being inside the mind of a very famous, rich, creative person.
0: I would also say incredibly
1: neurotic and very anxious. Sure. Though, again, I would argue that many of the descriptors that I just used, like, <laughs> uh, like imply that. Sure. You know, I think that, it, again, we talk a lot about how fame and extreme wealth are, create, like, an entirely different lived experience. And this is exhibit A in that.
0: There's— no like sense of practicality and logistics in this book. And it's like jumping around (laughs) from like place to place. And it's just sort of like, there's no, there's nothing but your own like mind to struggle with in Carly Simon's life. Right. What was like the most intriguing thing you learned from this book?
1: Well, I will say, I I honestly think that Jackie Kennedy, despite the cover is in what, 15% of this book?
0: She's kind of, like, thrown in to a lot of sentences where she doesn't belong. She's probably, yeah. I mean, Carly's Simon devotes a, a, a large portion of it to, like, her own traumatic childhood.
1: Yes, and then also to her relationships with her friends at the time, many of whom were famous, her marriage. And it just kind of... Jackie is brought in, like, as a fairy godmother, basically. Yeah. Like, here's why Jackie thought about this. And it's always filtered through, like, Carly trying to understand Jackie Kennedy. And... It's basically, she has met her, but it's sometimes it's like you've never met this person and you're just, like, desperately trying to understand what's going on in her head. So, with that said, I did feel like this stuff about Jackie Kennedy's marriage to Aristotle Onassis was interesting. Yeah. Because she has a few things about how Jackie... Admits, which we all kind of understood, that she married Aristotle Assis just for protection. Essentially, she was like in a very vulnerable place in her life after her husband was assassinated, as sure. as you understand. And so, for the money and the ability to protect the kids, and that she didn't really like him, and then he was very mean to her, and that he cheated and on her, and she didn't care, and she knew what was going on, right. and also it confirms that she knew what was going on with. Jack Kennedy in terms of not entirely being faithful.
0: It definitely portrayed her as, like, a much more in control Mm -hmm. and sort of, like, formidable woman than she's often given credit for. Yes. Which I enjoyed. Yes. But have you ever read Marjorie Morningstar? No, I haven't. It's a silly book from like the 50s about a woman that begins on central her like looking out her window on central mm-hmm. park west and i felt like carly simon was fashioning herself as like a marjorie <laughs> Morningstar, as she as she too was leaving her home and, on central park west right and it was sort of like it portrayed jackie kennedy as like a great protector and of, of her kind of and sort of like somebody who, like helps her see like lead her but also occasionally would like screw her over in small ways such as? When uh, she didn't pay Carly Simon as much as she should for yeah, her first book. That was pretty good. That was great. Or her first children's book. That was pretty great. And then I was not aware of any kind of relationship between Mike Nichols and Jackie Kennedy Okay. at all. And one of the early chapters in the book is dedicated to Carly Simon's perception of the tension between Diane Sawyer and Jackie Kennedy. Yes. Yeah. And— As I was reading it, I just kept thinking to myself, this is the problem with memoirs. There's no way to fact check this. (laughs) And I was just thinking, like, Carly Simon, like, what are you doing? You're putting everyone on Front Street. Diane Sawyer, still alive. Yes. Very much still with us. Yeah. And I don't think if I were Jackie Kennedy... I would want this out in the world. Like, I think in general, that was one of my big questions about this book, is like, if you're actually good friends with Jackie Kennedy, do you write this book? And if the answer is yes, then I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was just so confused about Carly
1: Simon and what she thought she was accomplishing with this. So I think that if you're actually friends with anyone, you don't write this book. (laughs) Because... Ultimately, this book is not a portrayal of a friendship. This book is a portrayal of, as you said, neuroses and also one person idolizing another person. And it it attempts to portray the closeness between two people, but just really portrays the chasm and the lack of understanding and the lack of friendship, as you and I would understand sure. it. They had a correspondence, I think. Which sounded lovely. Yeah. Reminded me of beaches. You know, I would say I don't know who could really be friends with Jackie Kennedy. It seems like the circumstances in her life had conspired as such that she would always be closed off and protected of, of her privacy and can only be intimate with people to a mm-hmm. certain level, mm-hmm. I, you know, which is not really her fault. It's just kind of how it is. So I don't really think if you're a true friend of Jackie Kennedy that you can write this book. I don't think that this is portraying a friendship at all. I like, and I I guess she wasn't thinking about it in that way when she's writing the the Mike Nichols and Diane Sawyer and Jackie Kennedy stuff. She again, she's like not trying to protect her friend or protect a friendship. She's just like putting out everything that she experienced. You know?
0: Yeah. It just is wild. She's also so baddie. It's hard for us to convey in words how baddie she is. But she just is like so wrapped up in her own, like, insecurities. It's it's like a very naked portrayal of celebrity insecurity. Yes. It's kind of wild. Like, it's, it's sort of like all the stereotypes about why people become famous and, like, seek attention are confirmed in this book.
1: Yeah, and sort of Inside. unexamined. <laughs> yeah, Even though she's doing the examining in real time. And I should say, like, she talks about her difficult marriage in it. She talks about her— struggle with, like, opiate addiction and, and pills and that sort of stuff. And she talks about her experience with rehab. And, she, and like, she's like, Jackie Kennedy was the only person that I called from rehab. So I don't mean to, you know, diminish her experience. Me neither. But it is really—it's an extremely first-person book it for seems something unfiltered. that purports to be around about so many other people. I have to say it's a great read. It is a great read. It is— I couldn't believe I was reading it. Me neither. I, t- I texted you last night and I was like, this is the ultimate, uh, man, this is a Wendy's of the <laughs> literary world. And then I had to explain what Sir or Man, this is a Wendy's was to Juliet because that's not a meme that had made it to her. I actually realized that
0: much like commercials, my mind filters out memes and I'm okay. just like not uninterested in memes. Okay. Not uninterested, but I don't retain them. But I, I this was a great
1: uh, application of it. So please explain. Right. So... I- Juliet told me that she had not heard of this meme. And then as I was trying to explain it to her, number one, explaining a meme is really hard. And number two, I just started cracking up because this is the meme that I think speaks most to me and how I relate to other people. I find it the funniest thing in the world. So basically, this is so stupid. I can't believe I'm explaining memes. Kaya, do you podcast. know this meme? Yeah, of course. Oh my God! Yeah. so it's just me. So maybe you don't have to explain it. No, if you don't, as well. I like. I don't. I don't know. Maybe there's someone whose day will be made. Anyway, it's a response to anyone who is sharing kind of unprompted, unnecessary, and uh, possibly irrelevant or deranged opinions isn't or speeches.
0: Like, isn't that like ninety percent of Twitter?
1: It's like, yes, it is. That's why it's so useful. It is also, to me, 90% of my human interaction is just, like, people talking at me. And I'm like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Please stop. I don't need this. We just need to have this interaction exchange of, like, money and burgers and go home. Please stop talking to me. But this is, like, a real—no one needed this book. No one needed it. We didn't, but I feel
0: enriched by it. I feel like I've learned a lot. And also now I want to read a lot more celebrity memoirs. I never read the Patty Smith books. Yeah. So I think I might do that.
1: I think we should do it more often because they are really, really unfiltered. They are not held to the scrutiny that I think journalism or social media or anything else is ha- because people like really don't read books. Yeah. So you can just say wild stuff in it and people <laughs> will never notice because no one will read this book. But this is wild stuff. They also are not.
0: And cannot be fact-checked with our memoir. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, well, this is what Carly Simon said it happened. Right. We have
1: to go with it. But, you know, there's like an anecdote in here when Carly Simon takes Jackie Kennedy plus John Caroline, Alan Ginsberg for some reason, <laughs> and some other people to see the Rolling Stones and introduces them to Mick Jagger. There's an extended anecdote about a dinner at Kay Graham's house. Kay Graham being the uh, owner of the Washington Post. Sure. And like this D.C.— social Dwayne who is like played by Meryl Streep in the film The Post and Kay Graham is incredibly mean to Carly Simon and she just so Carly Simon writes like an entire chapter about how Kay Graham was really rude to her there's also And, and like Bill Clinton had to save her and then she just keeps writing about like how she understood how Bill Clinton got into the problems that he did because of like a look in his eye that she also thinks she has I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I literally opened to a random page. Like, yeah. Just, like I just, like, opened the book. Yeah.
0: And I landed on this about one of her marriages. Another time in the mid '90s, midsummer, midday, I was alone in the vineyard house when James, as in James Taylor, showed up unexpectedly. Had been our home together
1: for so many years. Like she right. gets really into her her divorce from James Taylor. Yes. <laughs> it's um, really wild. I just opened up the page where Jackie Kennedy gives Carly Simon her private investigator, whose name is Snake. <laughs> to investigate her second marriage. So I said there wasn't much stuff about Jackie Kennedy, but there is a lot of stuff. Carly Simon and Jackie Kennedy definitely had a relationship. I just think Jackie Kennedy would not write a similar book, right? It was it's, it was not an equal relationship, and Jackie Kennedy's version of it might be really different, but that's okay.
0: I don't mean to elevate this book because it doesn't deserve it, but it did kind of remind me of the Elena
1: Ferrante novels and its view of friendship. <laughs> I don't want to suggest there is like a little my brilliant friend. I, there is also like the Caroline Calloway, whatever the other yes. person' name is, which is just like, like no, calm down. Yes, and I, I don't, I
0: don't want to suggest this is on the literary level of the Elena Ferrante books, but it does have a similar view of uneven and envious and resentful friendship. There's a lot of projection, that's for sure. Yeah. And I think that one of the reasons I found it so riveting and like like a jolt to my system as I read it was because that's just like not my view of
1: friendship. And I was just like, this is so catty uh, even for two incredibly famous and rich women. And it's catty on a macro level and also in a micro level. I just remembered another anecdote, which is when Carly Simon, in addition to doing the music for Mike Nichols' film Working Girl... Also did it for Heartburn, which was adapted from the Nora Ephron book and directed by Mike Nichols. Except she originally didn't want to do it at the beginning because she's friends with Carl Bernstein and not Nora. And she just openly in this book is being like, I liked Carl, so I didn't want to do this. I was just like, ma'am, you're on the wrong side of history like 40 years later. She also
0: was like, Heartburn is Nora Ephron's
1: telling. Yeah, (laughs) She was like very clear that it was her
0: side of the story of, of the breakup. It's
1: amazing. I will say, I understand. She's a writer. If she's even not if she's not my style of writer, there are just all of these random digressions. It's a great read where you're like, "What's happening?" But also, I'm riveted.
0: I recommend it for vacation. You'll read it in a day. If yeah. You, if you're just sitting on the beach or on a yacht, if you're lucky enough, it should have. They really should have released it earlier. It would have been an all-time great summer beach read. It still could be. Just save it for summer twenty. That's a great point. It's great. I enjoyed this. Please let us know if you did as well, because we could do more book clubs because Amanda and I both love to read and both love celebrities. We do. And And there's a lot of material out there for us. I think I could get into the celebrity memoir.
1: This was astonishing. That's all I have to say. I agree. Check it out. Once again, it's
0: called Touched by the Sun My Friendship with Jackie by the one and only Carly Simon. Okie dokie. Let's move on. On the cover of Vanity Fair this month. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, and it is uh, the reporter got to go for three days with them and mm-hmm. access to their home. It is written by Karen Valby, who is like a pretty long time uh, celebrity reporter. Mm-hmm. I think she's working Entertainment Weekly, didn't she? I believe so. Yeah, I presume this is tied to first of all, uh, Christy Teigen has like a lot of stuff in in production and development. She's got like her Christy Small Claims Court show coming, and John Legend like undoubtedly has some cool Oscar movie tie. I I mean, I feel like it's just annual. Yeah, They're always working. They're constantly, I mean, she has her cookbooks. She has her Target line. Something I was discussing with some of our colleagues yesterday, Amanda, what level of celebrity would you put Chrissy Teigen? Is she B-list, A-list?
1: Like, how famous is she? I think she's very famous because she is social media forward and she has her She does a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. She's famous to anyone who ever read a Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover, which, you know, whatever, but that's a quadrant. She is, like, Instagram and internet famous just for being herself. I think she has the cookbooks. She has— I forgot about the cookbooks until she referenced them in the article. Right. She has the cookware. Like, she just has a line at Target, so she kind of has that Martha Stewart lane. She is on Lip Sync Battle. She is on, I don't know, some other, you know— Host type show. It says in the Vanity Fair article that she was asked to do a late night talk show host, and I think demurred because she wasn't ready to do it. But I think that there are, and also, and you know, she's gotten in a lot of squabbles with Trump. So right. I think there are a lot of people who know who she is more than, say, like Saoirse Ronan, who is a, about to be nominated for her fourth Oscar. Right. Like, just you know, I think that. She is both model famous and social media famous and food famous and a little bit political famous. Right. So that's a lot of different famouses. Right. Yeah, she's she is really famous. It's kind of crazy. And I do also think that she and John Legend together are one of those independently famous people who make themselves more famous, which is why they're on the cover of Vanity Fair, which on its own is, I think, a great choice. They are in this in the sense that they are like very famous in a new way. Mm-hmm. I'd like to read you the, the cover line. Okay. Okay. The first family we deserve, exclamation point, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend on love and defiance in the age of Trump. I understand that the only monoculture left is arguing about politics. I understand that that's like literally the only way. I think there's one other, Yeah, the NFL. Oh, sure. But a lot of times those Tied converge in. as well. Yeah. And basically the only way that to guarantee ratings or sales or to get people's attention across the spectrum is to say the word, word Donald Trump. Right. And I understand also that John Legend and Chrissy Teigen have been, like, outspoken and gotten in skirmishes on Twitter with Donald Trump, which is, like, a ridiculous sentence, but I admire both of them. And I admire their outspokenness and their political act- activism. Like why do we have to make this about Trump on the cover of Vanity Fair? I would say in the article is about Trump too. the like, lead is yeah. and cl- it's like very much like they were chosen because they get in Twitter fights with Donald Trump, which on the one hand like I'm 100% on Chrissy Teigen and John Legend's side and I support them, you know, in terms of their political opinions and also I think I like them. I like seeing them on the cover, but like why why do we have to do this? I don't know. I don't love it, and I think it's making the problems worse instead of making them better. That's my take. I think it also trivializes Trump a little bit in a in a tr- way
0: that's like beneficial to him, and also trivializes them. Like totally, I think them supporting Elizabeth Warren is like. Interesting. It's not really a big celebrity cause right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not even a cause to celeb but like a cause that celebrities are picking up. The cause being her candidacy. So I think them revealing that in this article and also being um guarded about it was yeah. interesting. It seems like they're not particularly guarded people. Like they let, they let them in for th- this reporter in for three days and sort of gave them full access. Right. So for them to talk out like, should we tell her? I thought was like kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and spoke about that they actually do take some stuff seriously. I do think John Legend has become like the butt of a lot of jokes because he does work so much and he has he got an e got very young um and all of that. But I actually I really like him. I think he seems like a really decent, good guy and a funny husband. And I also like really like his music. And I, yeah. I just have like a real fondness for him and I think that she has turned out to be like way more formidable than you would have guessed when she started out as like the queen of the humble brag on Twitter like 10 years ago
1: I completely agree and I think the point that you made about them being accessible is spot on and it's like reflected in this piece where Chrissy Teigen gives the tour and just like you know has funniest sides of like this is where John Irons is clothes every day and this is where I take a bath and you know is is an open book And there's a funny aside in the piece where the only thing they won't share is like Chrissy Teigen yells, John, did you tell her about your edibles experience? And he's like, let's not talk about that. So that's the only thing they won't talk about. And in a lot of ways, I think that is what has made them as famous and successful as they are, is that there is a new model of celebrity. We talk about this all of the time, but people expect... Stars to be really accessible. It is stars; they're just like us. But especially on Instagram and Twitter, and you know, you expect to get have full access to the person, and they kind of do this. I follow Chrissy Teigen on Instagram, and I, you know, I know when she's having like a sing along with her daughter Luna up to Frozen. They are they are really open, and I think like that is interesting enough. I would have liked to hear more about that and less about the stupid retweeting of Trump. I just don't I know. want to redo it. I no I thank you. I agree with you.
0: I also think um they are just like a really good like picture of, of domesticity in twenty nineteen, yeah. heading into twenty twenty in a way that is very like opposed to sort of the look of Trump and and the sort of like Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's kind of if they if they really wanted to get political, there's a deeper way to do it than to just like quote tweets.
1: Yeah. I will say, this piece also includes an aside about John Legend rewriting the lyrics to Baby It's Cold Outside in order to make it a a consent-positive version of the Christmas song, and he recorded it with Kelly Clarkson. I appreciate people valuing consent, talking about it in public. Baby It's Cold Outside, it's, it's tough. The originals are tough. I have to be honest, I will not be playing this version of the song during the Christmas season. <laughs> it's a little too much for me.
0: The Kelly Clarkson moment right now is really interesting. Um, she's just like pivoting into being like very, super around. She has her TV show every yeah. day. She's just doing karaoke, which I believe we discussed last week. Did we discuss that no, last week? No, do
1: you want to tell me? I have no idea what karaoke is.
0: I consume so much Kelly Clarkson content, actually. I yeah.
1: So I, I just did it. I did, I did already.
0: And okay. then she started doing this today, this daytime show where okay. she sings on her show every day. Mm-hmm. Like, Ellen comes in and she dances. Kelly Clarkson comes in and she's singing. So, like, she's done, like, 9 to 5. She did a cover of Whitney Houston. She She's going deep into the country music well because yeah. she, needs, she does it every day. Like, she probably has, like, 340 shows a year or whatever. Okay. And Kelly Clarkson is just, like, becoming a talk show host. Like, this is, like, her next act. Right. And... It's kind of weird. I don't know if she has the personality for it. One of the um recurring bits on her show is Christmas Ambush where she just like celebrates Christmas at any time of the year, at any t- like with any guest. And it's not a recurring bit. I mean, it's not a good recurring bit. And it's it's just like Amanda looks so nervous right now. I wish you guys could see. <laughs> but I understand because I love and want to protect Kelly Clarkson and she's a great 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 vocalist, but I, I don't know if daytime talk show host was her destiny. She's really charming as a singing performer, but being a host is a really hard job. Yeah. And
1: I don't know if she is well-suited for it. Well, it's interesting, though, because that seems to be what a lot of people are trying to do in terms of trying to commodify the personality and, and the, this idea that when you're just, like, very famous for being popular on social media or famous because people— like you and want to know what's going on with you which is Kelly Clarkson I think in addition to being a great vocalist is like is present on Twitter and has you know been part of the it's just a likable person yeah and they tried to do it with Busy Phillips it says in this vanity fair piece that Chrissy Teigen was offered the same thing cuz she is a similar type of personality of people just want to be near her so yeah. what do you do with that to make money okay well you can like sell cookware at target but also how do you keep that like like brand awareness for lack of a better phase
0: going. It's weird. Also like Kelly Clarkson has become like a notorious cover artist Mm -hmm. like she has her own songs that I I enjoy Mm -hmm. but she's like gets more attention for her covers like her and Ben Platt did actually a really beautiful new arrangement of Make You Feel My Love last week okay and that has like so many views and it got them so quickly that's like two fandoms that are really online and on YouTube I mean I'm a part of it and I'm on YouTube so there's like things like that but Kelly I took us away from John Legend but the point is that Kelly Clarkson is just like very much around right now, and mm-hmm. I find it to be an interesting choice. I never saw that for her.
1: Yeah, well, I just feel like everybody has to be around now to make money. That is the yeah. new model, is that you do 85 different things, which you put your name on whatever, and that brings you money. Because guess what? People don't make money off of Instagram. I mean, they do sort of, but it's for sponsored products. It's why, like, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend just, like, do Pampers. yeah. Serena Williams says Pampers now. I know it's because I follow her. It's you know, it's because being famous itself does not actually make money. And the the old ways of converting fame into money, which were uh, movies and TV and music and I guess sports, three of those don't pay anymore. I mean, they do, but not as well. I think as I don't know like being on American Idol or I guess that's a that's a specific form Well, of she acting doesn't pay I think if you don't want to tour
0: anymore and you're Kelly Clarkson yeah, you're like I'll do point. anything else and she's got kids that are growing up right. it's probably like less convenient for her to tour so right. she's probably like well I want to stay in one place so I'll do this Right. on that note I uh, I have an addiction it's like it's like it's it's a dark addiction okay. to the Instagram account we wore what, which is this. Okay, one. are you familiar with it? No, I'm it's it's Googling a it right fashion now. influencer. It's this woman named Danielle Bernstein. She's got like two point two million followers. Okay. She uh, is an influencer. She also aren't we all? She launched like two clothing lines. She has a deal with like some brand I never heard of called like Onya, and she makes overalls and bathing suits. And
1: what are we doing? what is this?
0: I I met her over the summer okay. and like brief, very briefly. I'm positive she would never remember it. But then as I was, I was I, it was like a window into this world that I had, I didn't know anything about, and now I'm addicted to it. So I, like I don't the influencer, follow her. Like the fashion but her, influencer that her world. specifically,
1: like in what way? In what, what's the world?
0: she it's it's like the fashion influencing world it's like it's like these Mm -hmm. brands that I've never heard of pay her X number of dollars for a post or a a story yeah Um, and then she takes pictures of herself every day of Mm -hmm. her outfit and she changes like three times a day to show more outfits and Mm -hmm. she's like hey guys here's my look today it's blah and then like and then she also has like dance videos but she's also spun herself off she's like very much in the mold of like a Bethany Frankel where she's like has an annoying voice, mm-hmm. and she's super skinny and uses a lot of filters on Instagram. She never posts a story without, like, a filter. And I'm, like, addicted to this really damaging view of the world. Yeah. Um, so are a lot of people. Yeah, she's got 2.2 million followers, which she's turned into a shitload of money. Yeah. Anyway, in my pursuit of, like, learning about this creature that I, I don't even know how to coexist with in the same world, I learned that she said that you should—that someone like her— mm-hmm. She quoted at, like, the low end $20,000 for a static post and 10000 for a story, and I think that was also, like, a year and a half ago, and that's, like, what someone like her can make off of one post, so what could Serena Williams make, you know? Yeah.
1: No, it's a great question. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's just this is what advertising
0: is now. Every few years, yeah. Every few years, there's an article on, like, how much people are making from their sponsored posts on Instagram. Right. Uh, I remember that like Kara Brown wrote one like five years ago that yeah, was really, yeah. in, really instructive. Elizabeth I actually did a good yeah, um, she, ringer
1: PhD, which was a video explaining all of this. If you go on our YouTube channel. Check it out. Like and subscribe. <laughs> but it, it was useful in, both hey in guys, terms of like how. Like <laughs> subscribe our page. <laughs> but actually, please do like and subscribe. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much. We're influencers too. But she both explains like kind of how these deals come together and yeah. then kind of what the going rate is for them and how they work, because there are tiers for influencers like yeah. everything else. But at this level, it really is like, you know, remember when Julia Roberts would be the— fa- I think she still is the face of Olay. Yes. And yes, he, the are. very famous people would be the a bag or a perfume or a, you know, Pantene or whatever the hell. It's, it's the same thing. Yes. It's just kind of— I don't want to say democratized, but it is— um, there are a lot more people doing this There's, and yeah, there's more ways to reach an audience, essentially. Yeah. Cause the, and then, like, the other
0: Instagram hole I've recently fallen into. So, obviously, without the um, activity tab, I'm just like— You're just on the Explore? No. I'm just—I'm on Explore a little bit, but I've started following these new accounts that are, like, really hashtag this is 30 slash more than 30. But it's uh, accounts about Costco, Trader Joe's, and Target and, like, all the great products they have to offer. I particularly okay. love the Trader Joe's. Accounts where it's like, wow, look at these new products, and yeah. all this shit, and like, I just, I feel like I am just getting organic marketing all the time now.
1: I, I definitely am as well. But I'd like to know what products you found out about from Costco and Trader Joe's that have made a positive influence on your life. Well, I
0: found out that Trader Joe's is selling Pendleton blankets. Okay, I mean, sorry, Costco is okay. selling all Pendleton right. blankets. Okay, Trader Joe's has these like mango ice cream bars that I didn't know about that I'd like to try. Okay, and today I saw in this. This account, Target does it again. Mm-hmm. This really great leopard fleece pullover half zip sweatshirt that I would I'm going to go check
1: out. Tonight. Okay, not I online think that's yet. Exciting. But so you're actually following these accounts yeah. of influencers. Yeah. Okay, I found I follow a few kind of smaller fashion labels mm-hmm. that like I've I've bought stuff from and I like them and they're at you know the various bullshit boutiques in New York and L.A. and Austin and all the other places, but. It, just to kind of know when they have new clothes. Yeah, yeah. But as a result, my Explore tab is just a, it's a mess of sim- of algorithmly recommended. So, oh. you know, I just have like, there are so many clogs on my Instagram Explore tab. Oh. All it is is
0: clogs. Can you send me some good ones? I need some more. Yeah,
1: I actually have been looking for some. I, I can't buy any more clogs.
0: You know, but I only have one pair so I can get and they're a real summer clog. I can get a second. Yeah, you totally can. You know me. I have like five pairs. The
1: the other thing I'm really into
0: is ceramics on Instagram, like big time. Oh, yeah,
1: sure. Well, those are unavoidable. It's like you make an Instagram account and suddenly they're serving you ceramics, especially if you're (laughs) over the age of 30 and you're a white woman. Um, Thank you to Helen Levy for
0: sending me a mug. I I absolutely love it. As a result, I'm really into Tiny Badger Ceramics, which is like a small brand in uh, San Diego. That's a good
1: name for it. Artisanal ceramics are really fucking expensive. They are. Can I also tell you, they're like really, really hard to make. Says a woman who took three ceramics classes, never went out to pick up her one really damaged bowl and basically had a nervous breakdown because all like ceramics is so hard. It's really physical. I have nothing but respect for the ceramicists. Nothing but respect for my ceramicists. Yeah, it's very true. (laughs) Okie dokie. Few
0: quick things at the end here.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. We don't
0: acknowledge Halloween as an important event in the culture, however. I
1: think we actively campaign against it. Yes. I was, can I just say, while we're here. Sure. So Halloween is on a Thursday this year. Yeah. And everyone was suddenly having parties the weekend before. What are you doing? I was outraged when I opened Instagram and I saw all of these people in costumes. What, what are we doing? LA is diseased. It's absolutely diseased here. I was also like, I was not invited to a single Halloween party. So thank you, everyone. For I had like a half me.
0: invite to like to a friend of a friend of a friend. I didn't uh, even have a half invite. And that's how I'd party. like to it. was keep an office it. party, just to be clear. Friend of a friend of friends, office party.
1: Okay. So I, I but, but like, what are we doing? It's on Thursday. That's it. It should be next weekend. I don't, what are, I you can't celebrate a, Holiday after the holiday happens. You Don't celebrate it at all. Whatever. I thought it was really stupid. And, you know, in the way that I find Halloween forced and a bunch of adult babies running around being like, please give me attention, I found this to be the greatest expression of that in some time. It's
0: funny that you use the term adult babies because the only Halloween costume we liked was an adult hyphen baby collab. That's so true.
1: (laughs) We're getting one award. Halloween is not for adults, and you should all be ashamed of yourselves, except for Gabrielle Union, who wore her Bring It On costume, Incredible. the clovers, and then dressed her small daughter. I believe Kavi's like one years old. Yeah, she's a little older than one. In um, a matching, well, it's not, it's not quite matching, but it is a pretty similar. It's a pretty similar green cheerleader outfit, clovers outfit. I just
0: want to note that this was this doubled as uh, Gabrielle Union's forty seventh birthday party. Yeah, the theme was what California means to you. Yes. And she had two short and uh, e forty performing, yes. and then I'm um, I'm obsessed with Daryl and Mia Wright. Daryl Wright was teammates with Dwayne Wade back uh, in on the Heat when they were both young guys in 2006 era mm-hmm. Heat, and they were there. As a result, I my I consumed a lot of Gabrielle Union birthday content. Uh, yeah. There's a whole friend group that sort of centers around Mia Wright that reaches out to the Wades and to the Curries, and to Tyler Rich the country singer it's just a whole it's a whole scene that centers around Mia Wright and uh, as a result I consumed a lot of content because Mia was there and seemed like a great party it was also a daytime adult birthday costume party which like if you're gonna go adult costume party great daytime absolutely love it
1: really? yeah I I prefer to hang during the day as you know I like to go to sleep really early that's true I I am just giving it a special exception because this is adorable. And also Gabrielle Union is 47 years old and still in this cheerleading costume so and looking amazing. So congratulations to everyone. One last note. Yeah. I just want to throw this out there. It's
0: something we're monitoring. Uh, I believe Tea Time is as well. Yeah. Last night at the Knicks game, Kaya Gerber was there with her billionaire father, Randy, of Casamigos fame.
1: Okay, yes. Among other things.
0: Yeah. So they were together. Also seen... At the Knicks game, but not with the Gerber duo, was Pete Davidson, Mm -hmm. who has at other times recently been seen with Kaya Gerber, yeah, potentially dating. Who knows? Yeah, fresh off his breakup with Margaret Qualley.
1: Yes, after fresh off his breakup with Ariana Grande. Oh, uh, Kate Kate Beckinsale. Fresh off his breakup with Ariana Grande. So
0: I think that mutual love of the Knicks. Who's to say? I don't know. I also want to say Tyler, my mm -hmm. my number one homie, Tyler Cameron of The Bachelorette, was also there. He was. Yes, but not with them. Just he seemed to have good okay. seats for so Instagram.
1: Nick's courtside, still
0: thriving. Absolutely thriving. I think Katie Holmes was there earlier in the week. Good for her. Absolutely thriving. I love Qu- Nick's courtside season. I do too. It's better than the Nick season, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> I will be monitoring the Pete Davidson situation. This is This is just, the work is starting to show. You know what I mean? It's like, we all know what's going on here now. I really fear he's going to join the 27 Club. Oh, yeah. I hadn't gone that dark. I just kind of think that these are all somewhat arranged in order for a publicity situation. That is my take on it. Kaya Gerber, you don't need to do this. You're beautiful. You'll be a successful model.
0: And you're also already incredibly wealthy.
1: Yeah. You don't, I, need, you
0: don't need to do this, Kaya.
1: I don't know. But number one, I, this these models need Instagram followers just like everybody else.
0: Models, they're just like everybody else. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, thank you so much
0: for listening. Don't forget to check out Touch by the Sun by Carly Simon. And let us know if you liked
1: this book club, because if so, we can do more of it. And if you have specific recommendations, we would also accept those. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks, everyone.